Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back, everybody, to Sure It'll Be Grand. It's back with us reviewing the Rings of Power. I was about to call it the Powers of the Ring. Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's myself, uh, Daniel, and himself, Owen. Good evening. Say it, Owen. There you go. Good evening or good morning or what other strange time, Eddie, you appear to be in. Um, yeah, welcome back to episode four. Of the Rings of Power. Bit late for us this week, but I thought, you know, well, no, I didn't think anything. It was just it's late because Owen has been suffering with the illness. I like being more ominous about that, that they don't know what it is. The illness. Uh, yeah, I have it. You really went for the deep end there, didn't you? <clears throat> yep. Four potential. Aids over us who listens to this. He, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> that was a very dark joke of his. Anyway. Oh, what do you think of this episode? Let's let's just jump right into it. Because you've been sick all week, so I'm not going to ask you how you've it. been doing. <laughs> I liked it. I liked this show. You, you do, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Um... I I actually well yeah no go on go on go on go I've on. been having a I've been having a tough time to see what people hate about the show. I know there's some some canon things have been squashed, like for example the the pacing of time has been squashed down from you know the rings of power and all were made way before a sealed door and even his father were born and all this kind of stuff. But you know, I mean, I used to give out about the Hobbit um, stretching out. The Hobbit movie stretching uh, one book out into three movies. And again, a book that's not exactly massive. It's a small book, The Hobbit. But what I've learned, especially from like shows like Sandman, is, look, TV is a different medium. It has to adapt. It has to change to fit and work in a new framing. And really, yes. I think it's, it's it's the only like the because look, I'm really trying to figure out what parts that people really genuinely hate about the show, and the one part that is you know not race related or uh, sexism related is the pacing of time. You know. Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're doing a bad job, but it's always a struggle no. when you have this many plots happening at the same time you're trying to cover this much material yeah also i mean no what i'm saying is more like you know there's about 1500 years that's been pushed together to happen at the same time now in the books but like you know you change yeah material to fit the medium you know yeah and it's not it's it's not a problem in the show not at all no um should we go through some of the plot oh what the hell is going on here Right, uh, so we start off like with the Queen Regent, Miriel, and 
she is I I guess it's like baptism for Numenorians. They just get picked up by the queen and get carried around saying, Oh, you'll have the power of this city and this island will never sink because of you and then a giant wave crashes in and the city gets flooded and she wakes up and did you I, I like I mean it's fairly obvious that it wasn't like a dream still that was a little part of me saying are they gonna just do it like that? Just like like no, there was, just hack it was off. like for there was a split second when the first wave comes around the corner when I was like Oh, wait. Oh, right. Yeah, cool. There's, there's a disaster happening. And then my brain went, no. <laughs> They're <laughs> not doing the fall of Numenor now. That's ridiculous. This is clearly a vision that or a dream that she's having. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, again, it, I think when we first met this queen in the last episode, we kind of feel like there is corruption to her. Like, like or at least what's the best way to say it exclusion like uh, a, a spirit of exclusionism has become part of culture and it's kind of turned to hate you know like they seem almost bigoted towards anyone outside of the island of the station they don't trust anyone and everyone's an enemy the outside is bad you know um yeah yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, we it was obvious she was hiding something, I think. Like, yeah. clearly something, she knew something was going on, that she wasn't letting everybody else in on. And there was a reason why they had closed themselves off and not let the elves in and stuff. Um, yeah. That had evolved over the years into uh, a, like, closeted society that hates outsiders. Which is, the, which yeah. is you know, it's going to happen, <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. if they... <laughs> They they kind of move that metaphor onwards as well. Um, the street fight they had um, with the guy who's definitely not Sauron, but it's definitely still Sauron. I think, and I still I still think he might be Sauron. Um, one of that he was fighting, and he stole the um, guild badge off. He is in the middle of the street, and he gives out about elves, and he says, "Look, are we going to let elves in here? Those who do not tire, those who can who live forever." And it's almost like they went from like, okay, we're going to do subtle sort of, oh, outsiders, bad, you know, because we have this populism on the rise in the real world to, oh, don't let them, those damn Mexican elves take our jobs. <laughs> They'll do it for nothing. <laughs> goddamn elves coming in here to Numenor thinking my job. Yeah. wants to join the guild. Yeah. We can't um, have, the can't, but he's right. Can't have elves in there. Well, they, yeah, they, will I mean, take be... they don't sleep, they don't tire, yeah. they don't age. They will eventually take all the jobs. <laughs> Even in the elf world, that must be. Because, like, you know, we kind of have it in Ireland, and I'm sure in other countries as well, you know, older people that don't retire to let younger people into new positions. Like, how does that even work in the elf world? Like, you, you could be an elf, but you're, like, third generation, and you could work your entire life, and you'll never catch up. Like no, you place. just, I guess, like, you, you get <laughs> given a position amongst the elves, and that's just, that's your thing forever. Yeah. That's what uh, you yeah, are. You, you're like, yeah, no, you're, you're the, like, the Kel Celebrimbor Kel is not going to go do something else, is he? Like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a smith. He makes things. That's what he does in his thousands of years of time on the middle earth. Yeah, yeah. And he's, it's, it's still, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, elves must have, like, a temperament or drive 
is that slower than other species because like he's only now thinking i want to make something powerful and cool and it's like dude it's been like a couple of thousand years yeah like, I mean, well i mean like there's been hints already i think well like we know they don't experience time the same way as the other races even just yes. from duran's little comment in well, was it either the first or the second episode? The second episode, yeah. To that, like, oh, twenty years might not be a long time for an elf, kind of thing. And he's right in the sense that, like, I don't think Elrond, until it was pointed out to him, probably even realized it had been twenty years since he'd seen Durin. And now he won't stop mentioning it. Oh, now, like, now, even this, like, oh, now it was too yeah. long, even for an elf. That's a long time. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's not Elrond. Shut up. It's like literally like a. It's like a fucking two week period where you <laughs> went, Jesus. Oh, I better go see Durin. Like, like elf fathers could literally go out to get a pack of smokes, and they think they've been abandoned, but they actually just went out for a pack of smokes and just lost track of time. And they yeah. came back like two hundred years later and got some smokes. Yeah, got it. I got the pipe weed, lads. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, the kid wouldn't notice that he'd been gone that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's actually just. Oh, he'll be back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um. We also see more of Chancellor uh, Farazan, um, who I think it's fair to say is probably the guy who has like ulterior motives. I don't want to spoil for people who haven't like read the Silmarillions and that kind of stuff, but you know he's he's not an angel. No, I would be safe to say he he has a, a scheme of some sort. He is yeah. perhaps eyeing the throne or something along those lines. He he may just be doing that. You, maybe says one who definitely hasn't uh, yeah. read the book and it, checked the wiki just before this episode. It's possible that might be what he's up to. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Uh, so when a uh, racist guy who uh, punched up um, not Sauron, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in the street and you know he he makes a line to his son saying, "I think being intelligent is." for lower-minded people, I, I prefer you to be wise, or something along the lines of that. And you can see it here, like, he kind of, like, he comes into the crowd, he knows, okay, look, we don't want, like, a, a, a revolution by the people here. They're kind of getting antsy about how the Queen is treating Galadriel. Well, kind of, she did throw in herself, but, you know, kind of well. And he kind of talks everyone down saying, look, we're stronger than this. One elf in Numenor is not going to weaken us. Come on. We've literally fought alongside the Chill. And he, he talks about all this pride now about I've been power. Look at the gills on your arm, um, on your shoulder. You know, this is who we are. This is how strong we are. You know, yeah. these cities were built by heroes. I think it's blah, also blah, blah. important to remember that the Numenorians, the Numenorians are not regular people. Yeah. Like they're, they live a while. They, they do, they are also long, like, you know, not quite, obviously, they don't live forever like an elf. Like 250 they, years or something They're like that, They're like yeah. dwarven level of, like, living yeah, quite yeah, a while. Yeah. Which is also, actually, just to bring it back to the 20 years comment. I don't think 20 years is that long of a time for a dwarf No, either. no, I, to be honest, I, I thought about that line a few times, like, that's a lifetime for a dwarf. No, it isn't. <laughs> no. Unless maybe it is. Maybe, like, they're, maybe dwarves don't live that long in the show. We don't know, really. No, I, I see. No, look. Until we know otherwise, yeah. dwarves still live like two hundred and fifty odd years, right? So, so yeah. Somewhere around there. Like yeah. that's like saying you didn't come around for Christmas. What the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like he didn't show up for like a Christmas month. Yeah, basically. and he was just like, dude. No, I mean, I yeah, I think, I, I think like yeah, we're probably 
were being a bit facetious about it. The point of the thing was that he wasn't at an important moments in Duran's life, more so than yeah, he hadn't been around for like a month or whatever. You think again, right? Here, but here's the thing, you know. So we're talking about how spans of time aren't really that important to elves, but events surely are. So, like, you know, Duran having kids getting married and I assume Elrond was notified of these things by Dwarf Post you know because otherwise he has no right to give out to Elrond you got married? you didn't tell me you, know, you <laughs> yeah. couldn't send me a letter and be like hey man I'm getting married you want to call, you I've been there in seconds. I didn't get an invitation to her, and that's why I wasn't at your wedding. What are you talking about? I would have, I would have hung out there for a year. That would be like a fucking, short weekend for me. I'm a busy guy. I'm writing speeches <laughs> for the king and stuff. Like, what do you want from and me? And chuckling to myself. I'm yeah. stretching up words. Hanging out, living in the shadow of my brother or my father or whatever. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an odd one. Um, but look, again, neither you aren't a elf, I'm not a dwarf, I don't think we really understand the passage time. All we know is Joran's not happy about it and Elrond's just like oh, my bad shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. But we, yeah. But back on Numenor Galadriel has a plan. Yes, Galadriel does have a plan. Uh, she wants to talk to um, the queen, uh, regent. Again, a good uh, thing to remember, she is not queen queen, she is the ruling queen. As in, her father is still king, but she is ruling in his place. That's kind of how that worked. Uh, but yeah, she's like, hey, come on, come with us. Uh, the southerners need your help. Um, they're not doing well. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Like, we're happy on Numenor. Uh, you elves will just fuck us over. Um, you know. You know what's an interesting one? I just want to say quickly. Like, her father's name is... Tar Palantir. Yeah, Palantir, which, again, um, in Elvish means farsighted. Tar is, like, the family name, I think. And Palantir is, like... Tar is the... It's the name name they take when they, like, become king or whatever. Yeah, so... So she's Tar... Tar Muriel is her name. Yeah. And obviously, like, uh, the reason I'm saying... This is because, you know, Palantir sounds and is very similar to another thing that later shows up in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I want to kind of say I have called that last week. The... You know, like when when you said, oh, what the dwarves were finding, I said, oh, maybe it's that. And now it's shown up in this episode. We were. Now we, the dwarves didn't find we, it. Yeah, we, yeah we, talk, we mentioned the Palantirs a little bit. And at yeah, the time, yeah. I didn't really know enough about them to say whether or not the dwarves ha- would have had one at this time. We yeah. know now that the Numenor and Numenor, BNBN, the Numenor, the Numenorians have one. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I was, I did a little bit of homework, somewhat, yeah. on him, uh, on King yeah. Plantier, who we we see um, at some point in this episode. Um, yeah. So, so he, you tell, say what happens there, like. You know, Galadriel eventually tries to go over the Queen Regent's head and go to the king himself. Yeah. And he's just on in the bed, obviously dying of something, maybe age, you know. Or he's seen too much. And, like, and to be fair, we kind of get the hint at the end, um, you know, just jump ahead, when 
the queen finally decides, okay, no, we're going to help Galadriel and send off. He kind of wakes up in his bed and he's like, what is it? So maybe it's the spirit of his people. You know, like, he's probably basically just a symbol for us to see, like, if he's doing well, his people are actually doing well. If his people yeah. are being shitty, he's doing shitty. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, yeah, so like I was doing a bit, of, just a little bit of light reading, <laughs> so yeah. as light a reading as you can do in this sort of thing, about him yeah. and about Muriel, his daughter. So he, yeah, you're right, like, so Palantir, it does means like farsighted, or they, they called him like the, the knowing king or something along those lines. He did have a Palantir yeah. at the time. And, uh, there are, believe it or not, seven Palantirs <laughs> in yeah. Earth. He liked talking, yeah. talking like that number of things. Yeah, but they mentioned that also, like in like the Lord of the Rings, and it's always like, but most have been lost to time. When were oh, they so, around? Yeah. At this so that stage? was the thing. So the Palantirs <laughs> were created in the first stage, yeah, um, and they were used back then. And they basically the Palantirs for anyone who's not familiar with them can uh, they can be used to for far seeing as in distance, and also to give one kind of glimpses or portents of like important events and things like that. But it takes somebody of incredibly strong mind to actually control one properly and to focus it on where yeah. you want it to look at. Otherwise, the plant here is just going to fuck, just to show you mad shit and you lose yeah, your mind. Yeah, we see that in the episode as well. Yeah, like, I and you can, you, like, you can <laughs> see, and we see that multiple times in the Lord of the Rings. In When yeah. I think the plant here in the Lord of the Rings gets used what, four or five times by, yeah. like, it fucks with Pippin, it fucks with it fucked with Saruman, Aragorn just about gets out of it. Um, yeah, Aragorn's like, but even pimp, he has, a, but even he is a little bit of trouble with it. Like, yeah. so it takes something pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. but uh, Tarpalantir <laughs> in in Numenor used this thing a lot, basically, and he foresaw that basically uh, Numenorean culture and the the, the island had, uh, as he saw it or as it stated in the books, had kind of like turned away from the teachings of the Valar. And the Valar yeah. were no longer happy with them, basically. Yeah. And they needed to, and like, return to the old yeah. ways, kind of, and start and praising the Valar more and, like, keep to the old traditions the and guilds. stuff. We can see all the guilds. That's the thing that they seem to have invented for themselves. And that's that's their ancestry now. That's the thing they hold on to. That's their belief, not the rest of the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. I, this is kind of... I Honestly, I thought, um, up until, like, towards the end of this episode, I thought... Um, I thought they had changed Muriel quite a bit because also in in the the books or whatever in the lore I suppose you call it mm. she so like Palantir uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this again I light reading I didn't read I didn't yeah. read, read the entire thing um, he he dies or is like whatever you know he's no longer the king she su- she succeeds succeeds him whatever yeah, she yeah, becomes she the queen over. and she actually like immediately from the get-go wants to continue what he was doing and is trying yeah, to like yeah. turn Numenor back to being yeah, more faithful yeah. to the teachings of the Valar and like basically we've seen the roots of it here yeah it's basically like trying to impress them from yeah. the get-go and I thought for a lot of this episode oh they've they've changed so like in the thing she would have been the one who tried to turn Numenor back towards like being part of the world and like yeah. a kinship with the elves and that kind of thing and it, so for most of this episode she's not like she's the opposite. She's like she's very much like no to save Numero. We have to not do that. And I I actually think it's an interesting. It's not it's it's not a complete change from the way Tolkien wrote things. It's kind of it's no, just it's a not. slight. It, it it's a modification. It's a modification of how yeah, it happened. Yeah. 
in that like Galadriel is actually the one who manages to convince her along yeah. with the like a very over the top theatrics from the white tree that um yeah maybe like, like going to going back to middle earth yeah going back to middle earth and helping the elves and helping yeah. the humans in the southlands and fighting sauron or whatever is the way to re reinstate numenor's like make sure the valor like like them again basically and they're not going to fucking destroy the place kind of thing yeah oh, that was cool visions. that's a nice she's having visions yeah it, it shows us it shows she's not a perfect virtue it's like she wears the crown and it's heavy and she has to make sure that the people are on her side. The council's on her side. Her father's looked after. It's. I don't think it's as easy to say, oh, let's just make pals with the Valar. Like, it does yeah. take some effort and, yeah, work and then there, I, you know? Yeah, and I read, I like I read other, other I really things like that happened that I'm not going to say because it probably will be a spoiler for what... Yeah, just don't happened. pay attention to that one councillor guy. Just don't worry about him. Yeah, he's uh, fine. I mean, he's fine, he's a good he's guy. Bad. Look at him, he's, he's cool. Grand, grand, grand. His beard and shit is wild, yeah. man. He's got wild hair. Like, it's yeah. it's glorious, isn't it? It's it, just it really magnificent is. on him. Yeah. Look at that mustache yeah. and that fucking hair, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. I think he just uh, just hasn't... Maybe there's no hairdresser guilds on the I think he has a hairdresser, man. I think that's a perm. I think he's got... Yeah. Fuck, I think he conditions the shit out of that hair, man. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, so this, this is a bit convincing. Um, it was... Say on the Galadriel side for the moment, uh, you know, uh, she gets some. Oh, what's his name? I keep calling him not Sauron because he. I think Halbrand might be Halbrand. Yes, um, Halbrand kind of gives her the kick to say, "Hey, look, to get your enemies um, to defeat your enemies, you give them power of over what they fear. So basically, making them allies. You know, your opponents, and it it works." Pretty well. Um, she realizes, yeah, she is terrified of. The- Again, he does this thing where he says, "Yeah, but her blood pressure didn't go up, like her heartbeat didn't go up when um, you arrived. It's only when you mentioned her father that she suddenly got aggravated." He again, he seems to just be able to read people too well <laughs> to just be a, some potential human king, maybe sorta. I think there's more to him. Uh, He's still on my um, list of most likely to be Sauron, to be honest with you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, not, so we get a bit of a fake out. Um, Galadriel gets sent off um, saying, yeah, no, you're going home. Fake off. And then, like you said, the tree's being a bit dramatic. Just, well, there's a couple of trees in Numenor. It's, it's a ring of trees, I think. It's not just, it's not just one. It's the big one in the courtyard up in front of the. It's thing. a it's a ring of trees, is it? Yeah, I think so. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. it doesn't matter. It's it's trees, uh, and they they get very dramatic and throw their petals everywhere. And the queen's just like, the thing is, the first time I watched this, um, I genuinely thought like they were shown two different timelines because I looked away for a second when Galadriel was leaving, and then I looked back and she was like in the court, and we will go with Galadriel to Middle-earth. Like, wait, she just left on a boat. Wait, is this a uh, vision thing? What? There, so there, that is a theory I have seen people talk about, that the, the, the different stories are not taking place at the same time, basically. So that, like, okay. basically that the uh, Arondir story with uh, Adar and the orcs in the Southlands and stuff 
is like a different time to what's happening with Galadriel. So okay. in essence, when Galadriel and them arrive in the Southlands, it's already going to be fucked, and they'll realize that Sauron is already back. Like it's yeah. it's a different, you know, they're they're like they're way further behind than they, even they thought they were, kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's not much to it. It's just kind of a theory. I think most of it comes from the scene in when the meteor falls from the sky for some reason, and they showed specifically five different groups of people looking at the meteor. So the two theories are either that there was multiple meteors, or that yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a it. There's not much to it. It's a thin thing. But I have seen people talk about it that this might they might not all be happening at the same time. Basically. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um. I think we have to uh, then fly over and talk about Adar, because well, we've Isildur wasn't cutting about. Oh, oh yeah, Isildur um, fucked up his boat test uh, by letting go of a rope, and his two friends get fucked over at the same time. He, and... to, just to to stress, he did it on purpose. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, wasn't he, a fuck up. Like he yeah, purposefully, yeah. like. Try, try to get himself kicked out of the thing because yeah. he doesn't want to be there. Because he wants to go to West uh, Numenor. He wants to go back to West Numenor, which we still don't yeah. really, we're still really not clear on what's there, but according to Sildor and his not-yet-present older brother, that's where the real Numenor is. Yeah, and some weird ghostly woman is head going, Isildur! <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, used to that, I mean, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And it basically ends up and they have a bit of a tiff in the fight over it. They get kicked out of um, sailing college or wherever. Uh, they, the army. At the end, yeah, <laughs> the army, the navy. Um, and, you know, at the end when they're saying, okay, we need a brave man from all across Numenor to go off. And again, they kind of make the point saying from all across Numenor. It felt like that was a point they were trying to make. This is not just our local Numenor area. Like, we're probably from the West as well, and we're looking for brave heroes to go over there and fight. And the three boys, like... Here's the thing, right? Because, Owen, if, I, if you and I were in a crowd and they were calling for fighters, and let's say we were, let's say, more physically built, <laughs> right? Um, if we were there and, like, I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to join, I raise my hand, and then I nudge it, come on, you're going to do it too! Like, you wouldn't, right? Like, it's such a cliche in movies, and it's always like the one guy that shows us, like, go on, you do too. Like, what? No, what do you really You volunteered yourself to go to this war, man. I'm not going with you. Who are you on about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's go fight the war. Man. I'll be here when you come back. If yeah. you come back, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not. I just like, it's always a cliche in these um, movies where it's just like the person who didn't even consider going over gets nudged and then get pulled into the war, and he's like, all right, fair enough, I'll go. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, the two boys and Isildur both raise their hands. Papa Isildur is happy. We see um, the Chancellor that you definitely don't have to be worried about, and it's definitely a good dude. Yeah. And Chan- Chan- Chancellor, nothing going on here. That's his name. Yeah. I think it's his official title. Um, uh, Chancellor Smeen. No, sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> um, but completely fine. Um, he, t- you know, his son has the hots for Isildur's daughter yeah Is- Isildur's sister Isildur's sister sorry aka yes, Sauron yeah you yeah that, that's all right that's right you you let go of the horse theory yeah 
No, if Bill the Pony shows up, then definitely, that's definitely so wrong. Oh, they definitely don't have the rights to build the pony, man. Jesus, they wouldn't let that go that easy. Come they on. They definitely have the rights to build the pony. Hang on now. <laughs> Give me that hey, shit. Look, if, they was, if this was like Disney plus Marvel, we would get a build the if pony. They, yeah, oh man, if, if Disney were making this, if this was Star Wars or Marvel, there would be a pony called Bill in it already. Yeah. One of yeah, their yeah, horses yeah. would be called Bill. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They'd have an animated series with like Sam's son and Bill the Pony, and they'll go. It'll be like the Groot thing that's on yeah. Disney Plus. Well, not even that. Like, you know? I mean, in this, in Rings yeah. of Power, there would be like a scene, a really dumb scene where like Isildur is like stroking the mane of his horse and. Galadriel or somebody is like, huh, that's a pretty weak looking horse, more of a pony if you ask me. And the Steelers like, this is Elabelaby Bill. But I just call him Bill and he's the best horse in the world. And he'll like look almost directly down the camera lens and everyone will go, oh my God, it's Bill the Bunny. And they'll just have the music score from the lowering. <laughs> or even just the fucking Star Wars theme song. Come on. True. I like to imagine like Imperial March just for yeah, some oh, yeah, reason. Because yeah. Bill is Sauron. Bill the Pony is Sauron. Yeah. That's how. Um, yeah, they join the army. Um, and so does everyone see, else, by the way. Yeah, they all start the whole the fucking courtyard yeah, 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 put their hands up and they all do Nazi salutes. You. They all do Nazi um, salutes. Like, nah. It's pretty... Yeah. They do... It's pretty yeah, like fucking... Uh, it's it's actually called the Roman salute. Um, <laughs> it's called the New Norman <laughs> High not, Five. It's actually not racist. <laughs> uh, it's not <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's not. It's like not, any time not like a swastika comes up in conversation, he's like, actually, it's not a racist thing. It's actually, it's actually not. An, and that's that's true. Sumerian. Now, we live in yeah, but in the Western world, it's racist. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you can't get that tattooed <laughs> on you. I'm sorry. I, I don't time. care what it used to mean or what it means in fucking yeah. Southern Asia. It's the fucking swastika <laughs> over here, right? You can't get a tattooed in your fucking head. Keep, keep in mind, Hitler literally made the swastika as part of a signature. Like, it has connotations now. Yeah, sure does. Anyway. Anyway, they all do salutes. And then it's, I think it's yeah. supposed to be a moment of like, ah, actually, the Numenorians are actually sound enough. If given the chance, they will rise to the occasion and yeah. do what they, they need to do. They can be swayed easily, though, can't they? Well, like you're fucking wise. chancellor and fucking what's the crack? Very, yeah. very... Like, they go from, like, your man going, oh, we fucking... We can't let any elves in here. They'll steal all our jobs. And they're all like, yeah, with the pitchforks nearly ready. And he comes yeah. out and is like, don't worry about it. It's just one elf. And they're like, yeah, okay. And just slowly put the pitchforks back behind their back. And one interesting part is that he goes over to the guy who was giving shit. And the guy's just like, yeah, you're right. No, you're right, man. You're a good guy with words. Fair play to you. And your beard is incredible, and I like your hair. What's your secret? <laughs> secrets? I don't have any secrets. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just your good old Chancellor No Secrets. That's what they call me. Anyway, um, I think that's it now on that side of the story. Unless I'm missing anything. Um... No, there's the, not. The, there's, there's a there's a might there's a Halbert weird. Yeah. hangs out on the island now. He's like he's ha- gone off on. Who Halbrand, Halbrand is in prison. Halbrand. still. No, he gets out at the end. You see him walking across a bridge. Oh, right at the end he does. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, he because he because because he makes friends with Chancellor What the Crack. Yeah, yeah. Huh? He's good, my young apprentice. He kind of sells out Galadriel a little bit. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like no, 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 no let her go and he's like we can't let her go and he's like you can if you know where she's going 
Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nudge. Look, huh? just give me a boat to Valinor so I can speak to my breath. Uh, fr- uh, the gods. Aha. Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was an. What do you mean, evil laugh? That was just a regular, normal laugh. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, Look, I think God, that's. I am a... <laughs> friendly. Look at me. I know everything hmm? everyone and, thinks in the room. <laughs> and I've brought you all these gifts. Look. <laughs> There's no. What do, you, what do you mean, I've brown hair i have blonde hair blonde, my hair's Ooh, always been hair just... <laughs> my hair's always been blonde what do you mean <laughs> they yeah there's yeah. nothing He's really else. on the top of the list isn't he right they, he is at the moment because i <laughs> and i'll talk about it a little bit later but i don't think they did enough to convince me anybody else in this episode was anybody else no but, no no but they, no there's nothing really the only other thing going on in numenor i think is um but yeah we mentioned it briefly there's a weird little subplot where the chancellor's son is like into Elendil's daughter Arwen. uh d- d- i don't know why they i don't know i don't know if that's going to go anywhere because they're staying on numenor and everybody else is leaving but she's cleaning the floor because it's good for dexterity or something she's she just got in she's the new apprentice in the guild and they're giving her all the shit work that nobody wants to do yeah. her clean floors and carry stuff around yeah basically. and he's like i'm a fancy hoity hoity chancellor's boy She's like, oh, I had dinner with a boy. <laughs> oh, I can't have dinner with boys. I'm rude. <laughs> well, tell me if you see one. <laughs> tell me if you see a nasty boy around here. I myself, I'm a beautiful man. <laughs> Did I mention my father as the chancellor? Distance looking come. Yes, good. Do this for yeah. Bill the Pony. <laughs> uh. Yeah. There's a scene where Elendil makes a passing comment about how his family... Oh no! It's when Galadriel yeah. tells the queen that Halbrand is uh, the like uncrowned king of the Southland men yeah. or whatever, and she's like, huh, "Next, you'll tell me Elendil is descended of kings or something." And he's like, "Just a uh, just lords, actually." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is lords, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like actually kind of rude of you to like underplay my ancestry like yeah it's actually you, you probably know that i'm descendant of lords yeah. surely i'm not i'm also not descendant of kings i'm ascendant i will be king someday so shut the fuck up okay <laughs> sorry what did you say nothing, huh? nothing, nothing me nothing <laughs> my son is fine don't worry about him bill the pony again <laughs> just, uh, just kind of like yes very good <laughs> they just do it uh, yeah they'll just do it that's what they do with bill the pony so you, know, you remember you remember in the wheel of time where they had um pat and fane like hidden in the background of like four yeah, or five yeah, episodes yeah, like he yeah. was following them around like watching them and it, yeah. like it, it people didn't spot it for like three episodes and suddenly someone went wait a minute that's Pat and Fane over there in the background and somebody went back and he's in like every episode somewhere just <laughs> watching them in the background Honestly, Bill the Pony. like it's it's something I've always craved for like that in real time because you know sometimes we get things like in time travel episodes in shows and they go back to previous episodes and appear in the background right and I've always wanted a show to have the foresight to do that initially, very subtly. It's like yeah, in yeah. Futurama with um, where Fry throws himself into the freezer. Like they've edited episodes since, but I'd love if they actually had the foresight to have the shadow there and then just go on with it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, and I this love is, that they didn't. Sorry, in real time. This, is, this is way off topic, but it just popped into my head because I was talking about it with somebody yesterday. You know, cartoon conspiracy theories. Yes. Right. So for anybody, I did a presentation on this in college once before. <laughs> they let us pick, okay. they told us, do a presentation on whatever you want. And I chose cartoon conspiracy theories, all right? And I got an A, okay? But so for example, they're just conspiracy theories that people have made up about cartoons. So 
a big one is uh, about the Rugrats. The original Rugrats series is that all of the little babies, the Rugrats are actually dead. And yeah. Angelica is the only one that's still alive. And her, she's dealing with her trauma by pretending they're all still there. And that's why she's, yeah. she can speak to them and nobody else can and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there was one for years about fairly odd parents. And the, the theory was that um, Timmy Turner had, like, secretly at some point wished to be a kid forever. So that, yeah. like, he could f- always have fairies to help him or whatever. The show yeah. made it a real thing. It did, yeah. They were just like, it just came, it did just put it in an episode. Like, something was happening where Timmy was turning fucking 11 or something, and he was going to lose his fairies. And he was like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. And they were like, no, Timmy, this is very serious. And it was like, no, no, I wished, I, I made a wish that I would stay 10 years old forever so I'd never lose my fairies. And then I wished that Wanda and Cosmo would forget about it. And they were all like, <laughs> What? When did you do this, Timmy? And he, Timmy turns around and is like, I don't know, about 50 years ago. Anyway, way off topic. I just thought, I just learned that recently. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what's happening um, on Numenor. Uh, we go back. We, we got Elrond and um, Durham back for this yeah, episode. Yeah, the best buds are back. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. It, it goes right into the plot of what did they see inside that treasure chest from the f- All first right, episode. okay, I'll put my hands up. You yeah. were right on this one. It I was, was just right, fucking, yeah. Except it wasn't Mithril, it's Meath Mod. Or Meath Gwau, <laughs> or whatever they call it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, and then they said, <laughs> I went, no, it's, 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 it would be Mithril. It's like, grey glitter. That's, what, that's <laughs> apparently what Mithril translates to, which I don't like at all. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't really stand up to the majesty of it, does it? It's not the same as calling it mithril, is it? No. <laughs> no, no. Grey, this, what's this made from? Oh, grey glitter. Do you think that's going to protect me? <laughs> what are you talking about? Bilbo gave this to you. It's a vest. <laughs> it just crumbles to pieces when he puts it on. <laughs> ah, shit. Whoops. <laughs> Thought that it'd last longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, look, yeah, um, Doran is doing it all secretly mining for this stuff apparently it's very hard to mine it just blows things up i think or something he d- they don't st- he doesn't specify duran just says that it's very it's very dangerous to mine it or something like it's uh, like it's hard to get out of the rock or like or maybe it's like where it's placed because there's a tunnel collapse in it so maybe where the ore veins are it's like it's hard to mine without dying yeah, I guess. Yeah, collapse or something. Uh, yeah, and everyone's trying to figure out what's happening, and because Duran's father said, "Hey, don't tell Elrond or any of the elves because they'll want this shit." And Elrond, like again, it's weird that they thought they could keep uh, things secret from Elrond, the guy who can see and hear things from afar. Like that's literally his gig. Like. Uh-huh. You know, and he just like he literally he's they do this weird zoom out from where him and his wife are talking because his wife uh, tells Doran, "Hey, um, Elrond has been sneaking around asking questions about you." And it's, oh, you lied pretty well. That's why I appreciate you, appreciate about you that you lie really well. The whole world, do you appreciate? It. I will fuck you later on. Don't worry. Someone along the lines of that. Um, yeah, that's verbatim, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Elrond is very much like. He kind of tells her, like, I know you're lying uh, because I have elf magic. Again, you all know elves. I don't know why you keep on trying he to has, lie. And- he has re- Elrond has really good eyesight, right? 
I actually heard this. I read this. is This is actually fact. Elrond's eyesight's so good, right? If he's standing on the ground and he's, there's an airplane <laughs> flying overhead, he can see the pilot. Huh? That, he can look through the, the little he window. He can look in yeah, through yeah. the little window and see the passengers on the plane. <laughs> I hope I you folks all really appreciate that. 30, that's, a, that's, um, a deep, a that's a 10-year-old reference that by is a Kazi. Deep, that's a deep cut, that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though I think, uh, we did, I think we did bring it up once on a podcast episode before. We might have. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> I just remember... Oh, anyway, that was just a month where, and in primary school, I think it was like sixth class or fifth class, uh, was when the I think the two towers was coming out and all that kind of stuff, and you were just reading the Lord of the Rings book in class the whole time. Yeah. You were not paying attention to class. No, I wasn't. I didn't need to though. No, no, because it's primary school. Prime, and also yeah. I'm a genius. Yes, that's it. <laughs> he knew everything. I was already taught to you in primary school. Poor. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah, Read so why were you always in the roles that uh, lost in class? Um, because they put me with the bold kids because I had fucking undiagnosed ADD, probably. That's fair, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, where were we? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we went down a... Elrond, uh, Elrond and Durin are chatting. Elrond yeah. obviously finds out that... Uh, yeah. Well, Durin he, tells he him. Figures, yeah, he figures out the password to the cave. Yeah, which it's is like, a little jingle. A, yeah, I guess maybe like his, you know, Doran told of this one before. Maybe it's the song he's sung or something like that. I'm sure it'll show up later on. I think there's Again, a, I think there's something. I think it's a there's a reference there that maybe we aren't getting. There's something. I, I know. Don't, I think I'm not it's, sure. it's yet to come because again, we know the they are friends, but only later on do we discover how they even kind of met. And even then, we weren't really told. They just helped during a battle. You know, who's who do you believe? I mean, to be honest, the way Elrond is talking, I think he's talking a bit of bullshit as well. And it's, I hope he is. Yeah, I, I hope he is. I yeah. don't want Elrond to be like this perfect person either. Like, you know, he's, I want he's definitely to be able, like, taking the piss the out of Doran a bit. Like, you can yeah, see it on like, his face. Actually, it was a bow. No, it was a sword. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely taking. He's definitely taking the piss yeah. out of his friend there. Like. And you can see it's that kind of relationship you always get with um, a husband and wife, and then the friend. Of the husbands, where the wife is just like, go on, be, tell, tell me how much full of shit he is. Go on, tell me, because I know. I always love that kind of relationship going on. Um, I love the chemistry between. Uh, it's terrible. What's um Doran's um wife called again? Um, do you remember off the top of your head? Disa. Disa, isn't it? I think it's Disa. Um, but Deece. yeah, Dees. Um, and I love the chemistry between Elrond and her. Like, I actually almost prefer their chemistry than Duran and Elrond. You know? Yeah, they're very good. She's very good, to be fair to her. She, yeah, she's actually. She is, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I hope people were somehow happy because I think we saw like a little bit of, like neck. Beard hair on the side know, of she, her. Yeah, you can. You, I, yeah, I saw it yeah, in yeah. the first time we met her. I meant. I meant to actually say it when we did that episode. You can see she has like, like whiskey, yeah. like whiskey little mutton choppy yeah, things yeah. on the side. Like, yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people uh, take that joke from the Lord of the Rings a bit too serious about when Gimli says most people can't, uh, you know, split apart um, men and women dwarves. It, 
and then then Aragon in the back goes, it's the beards. You know, like, my Aragon could have just been joking, you know? And, like, if we want to take the Hobbit movie trilogy as part of the same canon, we've seen dwarves that don't have beards as well, like male dwarves. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so we've seen, I, if you want to watch the Hobbit, you've seen fucking male model dwarves go rocking yeah. around the place. <laughs> Either Philly or Killy. One of them didn't have a beard. The one that's not blonde. The one that falls in love with your one. No, he yeah, has yeah, stubble, yeah. kind of, but still, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it's not beard. It's not beard. It's, it's not it's, a beard. No. Uh, what? Why? It's, no, I'm not going to go down. Why didn't the King of the Dwarves have a bigger beard? Anyway, this show actually has uh, the King of the Beards having a bigger beard. Um, the King of the Beards. Out, King of the Beards. Uh, <laughs> we there's there's a mind collapse. Um, just after a lovely scene between Elrond and Doran, where Elrond's like, look, I promise you, I wasn't sent here to, like, you know, spy on you. You know, and um, Doran's like, okay, you are my friend. Make an oath on the mountain, and Elrond makes an oath on his father while holding the mountain and saying, yeah, no, I promise the sequel will end at my ears, and that's it. And, you know, this is, again, I think this is where we see the real kind of nature of dwarves. They are quite hard-headed and hot-headed, and they'll, like, fucking tear the room apart. But at the same time, they care about their friends and loyalty just yeah. as deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see, like, you keep it. I trust you. Yeah. You, know, you keep that little bit of... And I like that. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's actually... It's Excuse my yawn. It's actually really... It's, it was actually really nice to see some of, like, actual dwarven culture as well in this. So yeah. after the... There's a tunnel collapse, uh, with and some dwarves that were mining the the mithril, uh, are trapped or whatever. And you see Disa, like, keening almost like to the the mountain, and like the the noise like reverberating through the mountain into the rock and stuff, and coming back to them. And it generally has effect really, as well because yeah, no, everyone sees like the mountain literally like water and dust part on the side, like you know. Yeah, it's re- yeah. I loved. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that. it was nice. I like that because I think a lot of times when we think of the dwarves in um, the Lord of the Rings, we see them kind of just as more huskier humans, and there's nothing else really about them except that they like smashing things with hammers. You know, that's, yeah, that's and that's a, not as a, it's, we just don't. The only one we meet is Gimli, like really. Yeah, I we was, love Gimli. You know, we see Gloin yeah. at the council of yeah, Rivendell yeah. or whatever, but. You know, we don't... He's, he's a background character. He doesn't speak or anything. <laughs> like, it's just... Gimli's yeah, yeah, the yeah. only dwarf we meet, really, in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like, you know... Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's I like seeing all the dwarven stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's a mind collapse, and they... Like I said, they do the a song, and they're able to bring out everyone alive. All four of them were pulled out, and they're grand. Uh, but at a cost. The cost being that the king... Duran's father has said, no, we're closing off all those mines. We're not doing this anymore. And Duran is pissed off because this is not a greed thing. He literally sees this material as being a new age for his people. You know, he sees it as being full of splendor and possibilities of what's to come. Like, because it, this mineral far outpaces every other mineral, it seems. Like, yeah. gold is fucking useless compared to it. Mm-hmm. It's hard as shit. You know, like even like Elrond seemed to like have almost like a looking at the ring kind of moment when he's looking at it for a second, like, I can keep it. 
there's a, there's a light shining from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just, you know, I know he said he's not going to tell anyone. I hope everyone does. feeling like so um, just going to be at, he tells. He's going to just be hammering away at the material. Is it? No, this, God this damn, is. We need some other materials. This is. The inside. I, I will. Quick, I. Quick. I want to say this. This is a a spoiler, but it was in the preview for episode five. He shows. Okay. He shows Calibrimbor. Yeah, but just like imagine Calibrimbor is just like at the end, like it's not yeah. enough. We need something. How the like, fuck are you <laughs> supposed to work this thing? <laughs> no, no. Even before that, that's, that's how it gets revealed. He's trying to build the ring. Like, we need some other materials. This is not working. And everyone's like, Oh, I got this. This, this is That's exactly what I need. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and the dwarves are helping as well build the tower now and all that. We Construction has started. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, it must be a few weeks now because I mean, again, the dwarves, so they could probably just build things very quickly. But they yeah, have no. It's definitely time. Quickly. So it's not like so they the we didn't see Duran. We didn't see any of these this plot at all in the last episode. But it's not like nothing happened. Like time yeah. has progressed for them, they have they have been doing shit. Like so, we have skipped. I don't. I won't say we've skipped ahead a little bit, but like just because we didn't, we weren't with them. That didn't mean nothing was happening. Like we've not come yeah. back to them at the same point we left them. Like they've yeah. shit has been happened. Like Elrond went back to Celebrimbor after making the the deal with the dwarves. They started construction, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, Durin and Durin, or well, King Durin in particular, they still don't really trust. Celebrimbor, they think he's still like he's looking for something else, basically. Like, uh, yeah, 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 something else is going on. I think the fallout from this will actually cause the big division between the elves and dwarves. And like, they they're not buddy buddy now, but I think certainly from when Elrond shows, you know, yeah, the yeah, mithril, yeah. this is where things go bad because we get the whole Joran saying like, "Remember, dwarves have long memories, and this will curse you for the." you know, rest of your existence, you know. Um, we also see Kellen, Selim, I still call Selim Broad, but um, he mentions Elrond's father. He does, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about, oh, I didn't know you knew my father and all this kind of stuff. And, no, no, um, he, he told me one day that his son would hold my fate in his hands. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a reference to what he holds in his hands later on in the episode? Uh, yeah, could be. Maybe. Might also refer to the Rings of Power themselves. Hmm. I mean, if the if this material is used for the Rings of Power, it's basically the same thing anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know. Was it interesting? Uh, like, Celebrimbor seems like a bit of an old coot at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He He seems the least elvish. Yeah, he's a bit like, uh, I don't know, he's a bit fuddy-duddy sometimes. Yeah, he's I a bit fumbly. He's, like, he's, he's like drinking yeah. tea going, oh, I suppose. Like, oh, I, just, I just remembered that. How strange. And you're like, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> you have fucking dementia or something, Kelly more like. To be fair, he is probably like one of the oldest ones. <laughs> he, oh, I mean, he's know? like fucking, he's already like probably 8,000 years old at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he looks old, you know, for an elf. Yeah, he's clearly a bit older as elves go. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. You think we'll ever see like an, a proper like old elf? Well, no, because they live forever. Yeah, but if clearly they age somewhat, 
Like if he's 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 older refined. than me. I just wonder I just wonder if we'll if they'll ever be like, yeah, the oldest elf still in Middle Earth. He's fucking he's been around since the dawn of the fucking the birth of existence. He's twenty thousand years old and he's just like the only elf with a big grey beard and he's just like See I'm wondering now. Um here, you start talking about um Adar. And I just want to do a quick search on something. <laughs> Look up oldest elf ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while Dan does that, the other the other plot line that we uh, visit uh, or spend some time with this week, we go back to Arondir, who's the elven uh, warrior who was watching over the Southlands, who has been captured by orcs. So when we left off with him, he he had a failed escape plot in which his captain uh, was uh, moided along with uh, another one of Moidered. his another one of his kin, and he gets taken by the orcs to Adar. Which, if uh, for keen listeners out there, we told you last week means father in Sindarin. Uh, so he meets Adar, the so-called father of the orcs. Um, okay, just just to say, I, I um, the the Celebrimbor and Galadriel are both born during the years of the trees, so like they're close to the same age. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Anyway, anyway, continue. Yeah, so he's so we meet Adar, the father of the orcs, who is an elf. Oh, we knew he was going to be an elf, but he's an elf, yeah, and he's he got all scars and shit all over his face, and uh, he he looks like he's been burnt a bit, little bit, and he like kind of speaks in this weird little, blah, blah, blah. um, and he like he's asked he asks uh around like, here. We should talk about the the orc beforehand, the orc that's dying of this wound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. That's there, a very the important orc, scene. The orc that's being killed. He, uh, uh, I almost said around here, Adar. <laughs> kneels down over him and kind of comforts him as he's dying a yeah, little bit. Yeah, cradles and, him. And even the orc is the orc just like... The orc smiles. The yeah, orc like, like this says... Is like his father. He's like, like, he says like, Adar. And then he smiles yeah. before Adar plunges a knife into his chest to like put yeah, him, yeah. give him like the quick death kind of thing. And, and Adar has a, like, he's a bit misty around the eyes. Like he's 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 kind of sad about this. He's, yeah. he's not unfeeling about this, mm. you know? Um, no, he's not at all. Um, so the, yeah, it's interesting. There, he talks to Arondir um, about uh, home. About yeah, he Arondir is like asking him questions, and he's kind of sidestepping the answers a little bit. Like he doesn't really give yeah. him any answers to his questions, but he's talking to him all the same, and he tells him like, "Oh, you're from wherever." Brithombard. Um, yeah, and he says, "Yeah, I've been there. I remember the the trees along the banks of the river and all this kind of stuff." And, and the flowers, um, yeah. yeah. And there were texts of. And Morgoth on those that city as well. Like there is a bit of history. That I was trying to figure out who he might be. There, yeah. There's a couple there's a of, of contenders. Um, yeah, I think. But uh, there's I can't remember the name of the elf in particular off the top of my head. Well, there was one, one suggestion. It's I think it's Morga or something. He's 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 no Argon, and he's related to Fainor who created the Silmarillions. And is he the he, one that was burnt alive? No, he's actually the one that has the least amount of story about him, which is why people are theorizing that's what they might use. Because, again, he, he, you know, like Feanor, he has dark hair and all this kind of stuff. He's definitely from that... He, he, like, he, he seems to be like a Noldorin elf, you know? Yeah, he almost certainly is. But there's a one I can't. I, I forgive my brain. There's just so much going on. I can't remember the name. There's a specific elf who like it was kind of sided with Morgoth essentially, and he was like, "That's how he died. He was burnt alive." 
So people theorize yeah. that it's him just because of the, the burn scars and stuff on Adder's face yeah. and stuff. And he seems to make a point that history has kind of been changed until everyone, even in their belief, the change in history. Yeah, like, basically. You know, um, uh, is it Aol? I think that's who I'm thinking of. He yes, he's, he think was so. a blacksmith. He's the he's the one who created Galvorn, which is the the black metal that all of the orcs' weapons and the mm. stuff are are made from. Um, I think it's him, and it's that also because he's searching for the the hilt of that blade that Bronwyn's son has. Um, but basically, Again, the blade seems to be also a blade that was made for humans. It wasn't like, oh, this is Sauron's old blade. Because he, we get told by an, another human um, who talks to the boy, saying, like, these blades were made for us, and he shows the piercing on his arms as well. So I, I don't think the blade itself is as important as people might think. I don't think it's like Sauron, for example. No, it's definitely not anything of that nature. I think he wants, yeah. I think Adar probably wants that so he can recreate it. Like he can yeah. make more of them, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Adar sends Arondir off to the humans who are hiding out in the watchtower um, to basically tell them, "Listen, surrender, and I'll let you like surrender and like swear your fealty to fucking Sauron or whatever, and I'll let you guys live." Um, meanwhile, at the watchtower, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> um, Bronwyn is trying to organize everyone. They don't have enough food. They don't have any rations. So her son, who I fucking honestly don't know his name. Um, him and his friend are like, why don't we just fucking we'll nip down to the village and rob a lot of there's a lot of food down there. We'll just nick a lot. The of village food. apparently is really nearby. Really nearby, well. yeah. We we'll just nick yeah. a lot. It's within a day anyway. We'll nick a lot of yeah. food down there. And the, the friend again is like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, well, you fucking scared, you big whatever. They go down there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> course I am. There's orcs down there. So they go down in in they do. I mean, they're clever about it. They go when the sun is out and it's like bright yeah. daylight and there's no, the orcs are like hiding from the sun. They gather all the food, and then the kid gets a little bit fucking big for his boots, and he's like, I'm going to go check indoors. And the other fellow's like, you're an idiot, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the sun's he, not in there. The sun, there's no sun in there. Uh, so he gets attacked by the orcs and gets separated from the other guy, um, spends some time hiding in a well, and then tries, well, well, and well. then decides, hey, wouldn't it be, a, I'm hiding, I'm safe here in this well, why don't I make my great escape in the middle of the night when it's dark outside instead of waiting for morning and just waltzing out of here when the sun is up? And you know where a good place? The woods. I'll go into the woods where there's less sunlight. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, kid? I'm like, I guess he's a kid. I guess there's my answer. He's a, yeah. he's a kid. He's an idiot. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he's like escaping the orcs and a rondeer actually. A rondeer comes along and saves him. Arondir, yeah, there's a fucking badass moment where he catches an arrow. Yeah. That was yeah. pimping, man. I like Arondir I saw now. He's pretty... uh, yeah, he starts as a bit boring and plain, but he's definitely coming to his old now, I think. I've even yeah. seen some people saying like he's like cooler than uh, the Lord of the Rings Legolas, the movie Legolas, because his fighting is more built into the real world. Like, it's not too stupidly fantastical, like, running up steps as the bridge collapses. You know, the, the bricks things, and or, you know, I know I you, you, you love those. I'm not, I'm not going to count the Hobbit Legolas yeah. as Legolas. All right. Okay, okay. okay. 
taking down an Oliphant then. And you know the reason you like the Oliphant scene is only because of the cool line Gimli and Legolas have at the end. Where Gimli it's goes, also oh, still pretty, only counts as one. It's also pretty cool. Yeah, but it's, it's also kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't care. Cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. But running up the bricks, no, nah, that's, that's, that's... That's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took it too far. We didn't even mention how he uh, surfboards down some stairs on the shield. Surfboard. He does, yeah, well, I mean, that's also, also fucking awesome. That's actually probably the most likely thing to work, awesome. to be fair, mm. you know? Yeah, but yeah, Ronder's pretty badass when it comes to yeah. the old fighting and stuff. He still doesn't talk much or, like, have much of a yeah. personality beyond, like... He could probably close his mouth a bit more. Yeah, but, he, you He's know, a very... <laughs> but he's a he's clearly a skilled warrior. Yeah, yeah, basically. absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely want to see more of Ardar. Um... He seems like an interesting character. I think for me, it really was the scene with the orc dying and him taking sympathy. Like a fatherly sort of way. I just want to know more about him. And again, I'm not even going to touch the idea that he's Sauron. He's not. He's absolutely not Sauron. Now, he does want to become something like God. He does mention that. You know, he's they ask, you know, says, I'm not a God yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, like, I don't think Sauron would say that. Because Sauron's like, yeah, I'm kind of god. I'm already a god. Right. What are you talking about? I yeah, like I'm a demigod, but it's a god. All right, yeah. chill. Okay. <laughs> Ignore the demi part, okay? Yeah, it's yeah, god. Yeah, it's got yeah. god in the name. I've got god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not, like, at the top god, but, like, I'm a third-class god. It's, it's god. <laughs> it's still god, right? Gandalf? Yes, yes, of course. Talk of Gandalf. Um, the Hobbits aren't in this one. No. Did you miss them? No. Not particularly. Um, and I felt like I missed Elrond yeah. and Durin last yeah, that week. Was the, but that, I... Yeah, I think that was the problem. This kind of cemented it for me. When Elrond and Durin weren't around, I spent the whole time going, where are Elrond and Durin? <laughs> Where's Poochie? <laughs> <laughs> but the, but um, yeah, no, this week the Hobbits weren't around and I would just, I, it's not that I didn't care, but like I don't think we missed them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're definitely the least like... I don't know. Look, I'm not saying that it's not interesting seeing the hob- seeing the like the, the Harfoots and like what they've got going yeah. on and the stuff with the stranger. It's clearly interesting when it's on screen, but it's yeah. it's at the moment it feels like the plot line of least importance. Like yeah. there's not as much. All the rest of it feels big for the world, basically. Like going yeah. to Numenor and Galadriel and like like breaking the Numenorean secrecy pact and like having them come out from beyond the the water curtain or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, all and like even like discovering mithril and the start of the construction of the forge that's going to build the rings you've got all that going on in the other plot lines and like some guy calling himself the father of the orcs like building mordor from the ground up and stuff and then you've got the harfoots who are just kind yeah. of wandering around the place at the moment here's an interesting thing um i was on imdb and one of the reviews of this episode made a point that this is where actually the story begins for this like the next episode onwards is probably where things really start rolling because everything so far could very have well been like in a prequel to a book you know how everyone knows yeah. each other it's all the setting up we might go pacing might start going a bit faster from now on, especially because galadriel is coming back now to middle earth with a giant yeah, army yeah. like like everyone's kind of coming together now you know? Yeah, they will eventually. I think that's the. I think that's the thing. I think it's most likely 
Galadriel and Elrond will meet up first. Hmm. Uh, I'd imagine. Maybe. I, th- I think Galadriel is going to stop off and see Gilgalad again. Uh, probably when they, they get back there and we'll have a, a meeting between him and um, uh, Muriel and stuff like that. Yeah, we had great yeah, moments yeah. between um, Elrond and Durin as well, where Durin's all pissy about his father, the old goat. Um, I, I, when I first watched that, I said, old god, and I went, sorry, what? Do you, like, is that another whole religion that the dwarves believe in? Yes. What? Yes. God kings, <laughs> the dwarves, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, you know, he, Elrond makes the point saying, hey, look, your dad's not going to be around for a long time. And we get some lore, again, or like cultural things from the dwarves saying like that the dwarf kings are kind of connected to each other over generations, like all their memories and memories ideas. pass into each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a really touching um, scene, actually, between Durin and his dad, I thought. Yeah. That was nice. Uh, I thought it was, like in, it was nice in a very, like, hyper-masculine way in that they didn't just, like, hug him. Oh, I love you, father. It was just, like, you could see it meant a lot to Durin. Oh yeah, big to time. Him, yeah, I just, it, I just thought that that was really well scripted as well, though. Like the way he, yeah. the way King Durin said it to him. Did as you well, think he was going to be dead him. by the way when he walked into that? I, for room a, yeah, for a moment, I thought he was <laughs> dead. I'll be honest with you. I thought, oh shit, <laughs> Prince Durin is the king now. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, shit, man. Um, but yeah, just the way, even like bringing up when he, what way did he even phrase it? It was like the the dwarves believe that the collective memories and like beliefs of all the past kings like come into your spirit when you become yeah. a king or whatever and and then he turns and looks at his son and is like you don't have to wait for your coronation to hear my voice yeah, I'm, always I'm always with, with you and that, that, and like, that was that, cool I think it also he makes a point that they're very alike as well yeah. he, he says that sometimes in anger especially in anger I'm really with you you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they cool. have the same temperament. Yeah, it was it was a nice scene. Um, get, and I also really like visually what they're doing the dwarves. I I like the armors that the dwarves are wearing. Um, obviously, I think for the entire show they've only made two dwarf helmets with the beards because we only ever see two on screen at any time. The two kids yeah. bumping against each they, other. They're lost the dwarfs. Yeah, they're the uh, fucking elf. Uh, elf sorry, yeah. they're the yeah. fucking Skyrim NPC guards that are wandering around the place. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really love the shot though. Um, look, just go back when Elrond was like overhearing um Doran talking to his wife, just like when it scoped out and really showed the cave. Like the environment for the dwarves is gorgeous. It's it's really like you if you look pay special attention like. You know, you see f- little fields that have like sun shining on them from mirrors that they brought in. So they're growing their own agriculture inside the mountain. She mentioned she was like making mole, um, mole tails stew for him because that's his favorite. And I, I like those kind of little add ons. Like, yeah, let's find more. I don't like, I like salted pork, but like, you know, give me something more colloquial, well, you know, because the salted pork is particularly good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want. Why is Gimme Never's like, You know what? I could fucking kill for some mole tail stew right now. Mole tail stew, man. Give me that shit. Yeah, yeah. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I love this um, um, show. I've been. Maglin. He's open. I remembered it. His <laughs> name. Sorry. The elf. <laughs> the elf <laughs> whose Adar probably is. His name is. His name was Maglin. He's the elf yeah. that was responsible for the fall of Gondolin. 
And he never died. He vanished into a fiery pit, basically. Some people are suggesting... And his his um, dad is the guy who created the fucking blackmail. Continue. Some some people are suggesting it might be lesser known elves as well that have only been named in the books because rights issues. You know, again, they can't really take anything from Silmarillion. It has to be at the end of the appendices. But maybe they'll give them the rights of, like, Argon, who's, like... You know, barely mentioned, and they say, "Yeah, you—you—he's a blank slate. You can have yeah, him." <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. But here's the thing, as well, is that um, so with the rights, I was reading a little bit about this um last week sometime. So they have the rights to right. They explicitly own the rights to the Lord of the Rings and its appendices, um, mm. the Hobbit, right? But they can ask for other things. They they yeah. had they were allowed to say, "Okay, can we use this?" From the okay. Silmarillion, they were allowed pick things and, and ask, and the Tolkien estate had a veto basically, where they could say, "No, you can't use that." Yes, you can use him. No, you can't have him. It, it was it, it was kind of a a pick and choose thing. Now nobody knows what they asked for and what they were allowed to yeah. use or not in terms and of I'm that. I'm sure it's going to continue like this over the next few seasons as well, where they say, "Okay, can we use this? Can you?" Let yeah, us it'll have be this basically well. be like, "Okay, so we want to do this in the next show, in the next season. Can we use this character?" And then it'll probably yeah. be a case of like. They have to explain yeah. to the Tolkien estate why they want to use that character and why they can't use somebody yeah. else or something. And, and also, if this shows what the Tolkien estate likes, because if the yeah, Tolkien estate true. doesn't like what mm. the season does, they'll just go fuck this. And I feel like here's the big thing: people are giving about canon and our culture being stolen, blah blah blah. But I'm fairly sure the Tolkien estate, at their ears, all the way through the process of this show, they knew what was coming before this yeah, show yeah, did, yeah. came on the air and if they really had an issue they were i'm sure they have some veto rights they say no don't do that yeah i'd imagine you know? i mean they were able to they were able to like command them not to let peter jackson look at the scripts and stuff like so yeah. they clearly well, have... i suppose i suppose they don't have veto power what they have is like yeah you can do that but we won't give you any rights in the future you know they have that kind of control over it yeah yeah so that's interesting so they can technically if you look at it that way yeah. Nothing is really out of bounds at the moment. They they could have gone they could have specifically asked for a, a specific thing from the Silmarillion to be used. And I'd imagine they some of it they definitely have. Um because yeah. there is some of even if you know appendices things, it's impossible to use some of the appendices stuff without the Silmarillion. Without expanding yeah. on it a little well, bit like they can. Yeah, it'd be more patchwork than blank. Yeah, it like, would be yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, I don't know. You never know what they well, might do next. I've been keeping the Wikia open. I've been re- rereading passages from the books. I don't think I ever did that when the Hobbit came out. I never went like, oh, let me check what the lore is on this and what's happening here. But the shows kind of inspire me to look into it that way. I am, I'm very happy with what's happening so far. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it, I was. I was gonna say it has. It's rekindled my love for the Lord of the Rings. That's not a thing. Like it's not like my yeah. love for the Lord of the Rings ever went away. It, but it's like definitely driven home the fact that this is my favorite thing in the fucking world. Like I don't know yeah, how yeah, else to. Absolutely. Like I'm so into it at all. I'm just lo- yeah. every time they mention anything, and I'm just like, and then immediately start going. Oh my god, I forgot about him. Let's read up on that. It's just like yeah, it's awesome. I love seeing yeah. it all come together. I'm really excited for more. Yeah, how many seasons, um, episodes of this season do we know? I'm actually not sure. I, f- I think 
I think 10 or 12 generally is oh, what gosh. Amazon does, but I'm not sure. Yeah. At least it, it feels like it's taken its time, though. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying it's been a slog. It hasn't at all. But the last four episodes have given us a lot. And I think it's because they're about an hour long each, you know. There is plenty to chew I've, through. I've noted that each episode has been two minutes longer than the previous. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's gone 66, 68, 70, 72. Okay. So if episode five is not 74 minutes long, I riot. If they're not at, if they're not at a full 90-minute episode by the end of the season... By season two, I'll just be like, yeah, it's basically the length of the expanded um, Lord of the Rings movies, each episode. I actually, I joked about this, but I also kind of want it to happen. I want them to, like, after the whole season is done, like, a couple of months later, release, like, release the whole season, like, the Rings of Power extended edition. (laughs) Just re-release the whole season. (laughs) Extra fucking content. (laughs) Three times as long. And I, yeah. I watch it. I've already oh, I rewatched some of the episodes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I watched the first two, ep- uh, I mean, three I, episodes there. I think it's amazing. We have, we've had four episodes, but we've had, like, almost, like, five hours of content, like. Yeah. And well, that's a big deal, like. Crazy. You know? And yet people are begrudging it. Um, and again, like, I, I'm not saying the show's perfect. Uh, I'm sure there's some genuine issues, but... I, I don't know why anyone who who has a, an appreciation of the Lord of the Rings would be so hateful towards this, mm. especially just if you don't like it, you know, you, you don't need to watch it. It's not like they're going to the Silmarillions and tearing pages out and saying, yeah, that's not going to be republished anymore. Yeah. You know, like all the material is still there. That's, we actually, the same thing as, they're at, what they've actually, I heard, I heard what they said was when this, when the show ends, they're actually, deleting the Peter Jackson trilogy from the whole internet forever and they're yeah. going to come to your house and take your DVDs and crush them yeah here's the thing right as a as a person who loves the Lord of the Rings uh, Peter Jackson movies and I think that's not an extra, extraordinary thing to be it's very common um, like you know like the trilogy really like mixes the lore up a bit as well from the books like that's that's a big thing with the peter jackson movies but the thing that they did and i think what the rings of um of power are doing is they are following the same spirit of it like when i'm watching the rings of power i feel like i am watching an almost mythical age or rather an age that just has come out of myth you know, yeah. it's not the first age, but there is still some myth in the world. You know, like seeing Numenor. A place like Numenor doesn't exist by the time of the third age. There's nothing as magic. Maybe some pockets of elven, you know, kingdoms. But in general, there is nothing as magical and mythical as Numenor in the, in the third age. You know? No, not even close. There's not even really yeah. an elven city in the third age. Like, you look at fucking like yeah. the elves are in well, complete the decline. Home is kind of yeah, but even yeah. then, they're like the elves are in total decline by the time the third age comes around. Like they're they're preparing to fuck off. Basically, they're like, nah, yeah. man, no, fucking I'm not hanging about for this. Yeah. We're done yeah. here, man. Go home. Yeah, I mean, they were re- like we see at the beginning of this show. They were already starting to like, yeah, we can go home. 
yeah, we're not going to hang out here. And then he you would know, to be fair. The war, the rings happens. They kind of go, okay, we'll stick around for a bit longer. To, to be fair, actually, <laughs> actually, I found interestingly um, what Gilgalad says specifically when he grants when he t- when he his reward for Galadriel and her companions is that they get to go home. He says, mm. "We're I will I will bestow the, um, an honor such as we have never given to an elf." So I think it's like there the, that's the first time King King Gilgalad has been like yeah you guys can go home. Yeah. Like they they've they've like proven their worth to such yeah. an extent that he's finally like the war is over you guys can go home now. So that's yeah. maybe the first time it's happened. Yeah. Yeah, might be. Um, I mean we you know we hear Elrond's uh, father sailed by himself back to Valinor to tell Oh yeah, I don't. I don't mean like like single elves have obviously gone yeah. back and forth or whatever. But yeah. I mean like as a thing of it, like the elves returning home. It's like the start of it, basically. Yeah. Also, we do you think do you know the Elrond's dad being put into the sky to drag the sun across the the stars and stuff? That was cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a nod to like Greek stories. Old as well, Apollo, you know? huh? Yeah, yeah, good old Apollo. But yeah, I think uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, honestly, we could probably talk about it for another hour, but we we'll could. leave it there. Yeah. Do you yeah, want to just before we go, do you want to vent a little bit about the Karate Kid news? Uh, yeah, total bullshit. Um, so <laughs> people who haven't heard it, uh, Sony has announced that they're making um, a Karate Kid uh, movie. And at first I was like, oh, cool. This is actually what I want to, because I, I want Cobra Kai to get like a movie. Because I, I feel like I, I love Cobra Kai. It's just the best show on Netflix, fight me. And I, I, when I heard there was a movie announced, I was like, oh yeah, maybe this is the Cobra Kai to like wrap it up. Because I, I still feel like as much as I love the show, the Karate Kid, it kind of, it's home is still in film. And I thought, cool, let's finish a series off as a film. That'd be amazing. And then turns out, um, the producer of Cobra Kai came around and said, Hey, yeah, uh, no, I've not been informed about this whatsoever. Uh, he he was quite nice about it. He was quite like, oh yeah, I I think he said something like, I hope it does well or something mm, along yeah. the lines of that. Which I think every fan was like, no, um, what? you're being too polite. No, this is bullshit. It was it was that it was the fact that um, they specified they what they the exact wording of it was. They're in 2024. Yeah. They're making a new Karate Kid movie. That's a continuation of the original yeah. Karate Kid it's franchise. It's a return to the a universe. A return to Karate or whatever. Like, yeah, something like but, that, yeah. But then, so everyone was like, oh, clearly, I mean, they can't do that without the Cobra Kai guys because they have continued yeah. the franchise. They've told, they've done a buttload of stories <laughs> to follow on yeah. from the movies. Like, not just the first one, all of the movies <laughs> at this point. Like, um, And then, yeah, so the, the producer, the head writer or whatever, Cobra Kai, somebody asked him on Twitter, and his he wasn't like angry about it. His just response no. was like, "No, I know as much as you do. That like this is the first time I'm where any of us have heard of this. Like nobody's asked us about it. It's not a Cobra Kai movie. We don't know anything yeah. about it. Basically, how can it be a return if the actors aren't even involved? Which is what it seems like. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the weird thing. Like I don't know what they're what the plan is. Like are they because do you know what I mean? If if. It's just, it's just weird. It's a weird thing at the moment. Unless, like, the only way I can say it is if maybe, like, it wasn't supposed to be added to the release 
slate thing like if it was like because it just got added to it like somebody spotted it and was like oh cool maybe sony were like thinking about it and they hadn't yet approached anyone over it, but somebody mistakenly put it on a list for release because even like 2024 would be a very a very immediate release date for a movie like that that would mean that they're they're like they should be much further along if it's coming out in 18 months time yeah they they should have a cast and a a script and things like that like at this point yeah unless it's uh a soulless cash grab which it most likely is because sony fuck sony yeah most yeah probably that yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm quite annoyed about it, but sure, look, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm probably not going to rush the cinema to watch it. Just look, I'm. It sounds as silly as it sounds. I'm I'm loyal to what Cobra Kai is doing, and if it's a divergent of that storyline, I just I have no interest. Maybe those um, rings of power people have a point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I don't know, it would just be, it would feel very fucking rude of Sony to turn around and be like, yeah, yeah thanks for everything, guys. All that, all those, that stuff you just did, not actually canon to the yeah. Karate Kid anymore. We're, you know, yeah. shut the fuck up. Go away. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something else just before we go. Uh, Constantine sequel's coming out as well. Um, yeah, Keanu Steen is back, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of people who are fans of Constantine had issues with this movie, but I just see it as a different. I I I'm not a fan of Constantine, and I don't particularly care about him. But the Keanu Reeves Constantine is just a good movie. Yeah, it's just a good and, movie, and man. They cancelled a TV show, didn't they? Like because uh, they they no. had a TV show in mind. No, so it's not. That's the thing. So. Um, they were, they were, they're, they're writing a TV show mm. uh, about Constantine, and it was mm. supposed to come out on HBO or something along those lines. And then basically HBO said they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, t- HBO's in a lot of hot water recently. <laughs> the TV, sh- the TV series is not cancelled. This is a different thing. Okay. So the, the they're still trying to find a a new studio to make the TV series, but it's not the movie. Basically, it's a a yeah. different thing yeah and apparently uh, Keanu Reeves isn't shaving his beard either so we're gonna have Constantine with a big old bushy beard too yeah and it's set in London I just need them to, I yeah. just I need them to tell me that Tilda Swinton and Peter Stormare are coming back to play oh yeah yeah I mean yeah, I'm gonna be honest for... I kind of know what Shia LaBeouf is doing in this universe oh, yeah. his character well, at least yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. I must rewatch yeah. the 2000. I must rewatch the first hey, one now again. Why don't we? We could always review it. We could. Yeah. Why don't we? Could. We could. <laughs> yes. We could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll think about that. Uh, folks, we'll leave it there for now unless Kazi has any, Owen has any other ideas. Um, okay, cool. Uh, folks, hopefully um, you enjoyed our little review. Little. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Asher Lowe. Did you grant? <laughs>